Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever it may be for you, I hope you're having a flipping fantastic day. Contextually, I am currently on my way up north and I am bloody excited, I'm not going to lie. I'm currently looking out towards a very large bank of high cloud and I've got approximately 40 minutes to get out there, get amongst it and realistically, it'd be ideal to be a little bit further north than where I am right now as it is so far. I have some friends who are currently right amidst it and there's some towers going up because of the instability so going to be a few storms and strikes out there as well so I would love to be out there but unfortunately I had a job that I had to attend to and couldn't really shift that around so here I am chasing once again and I'm quite excited to see what unfolds it should be really damn really damn good either way I'm gonna walk away pretty damn stoked whether I get a shot or not because it's looking whoa, very promising. Anyway, yeah, so, where do I even begin? I've got so much on my mind, so much to go through. There's a lot happening at the moment. Just, man, it's summertime. Here in Australia, summertime, it's always, always good. For me, I always used to actually think, I'm sure there's probably a few people who can relate, but I actually thought that I had a seasonally affected depression, and it is ridiculous how common that actually is within Australians. Like, ridiculous. Uh, not only Australians, actually. It's a very common thing, and I couldn't believe it. Um, yeah, I, I didn't realise what it was, and then finally did a bit of research and that kind of aligned, and I was like, man, this actually makes a little bit of sense. But in saying that as well, <laughs> going well and truly off topic just quickly, it's funny how it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And there are a lot of circumstances like that where you will feed yourself something and then it becomes the reality of it. You know, so you say, oh, I'm only going to be, you know, feeling great during summer or during the, you know, warmer weather. And it's like, look, are you really going to umbrella yourself under that? And you're just going to say, I'm not going to feel good in the winter, so I'm not even going to bother trying. I think you can take it as an opportunity to say, all right, look, if that was the case, what can I actually do and implement to make myself feel as good as I do during the summer? And so often it's actually just a deficiency of the vitamins we get from the damn sunshine. Like, it's, it's crazy. We are very similar to plants. We need the sun, we need the water, we need all that good stuff. I mean, there's not too much different in all honesty. But anyway, what I actually want to chat about here is uh, value. How, as creatives, it's so often a very challenging thing to actually put a value on your work, your time, and what it is that you actually have to offer. So one of the biggest things that needs to be recognized, and it has to come from an objective perspective, which is often very challenging as well, You've got to be able to actually present yourself in that perspective of your client or customer. You know, this could be in regards to a product or a service, whatever it may be. It's what are you actually presenting and why is it valued in that manner? What are you actually delivering to them? they actually value it. This comes into the whole target audience, your demographic, all that kind of stuff. 
like who you're actually really specifying your work toward where their budget may lie you know there's a lot of people out there in the product sphere who sell a ton and a ton of products at a very affordable price and realistically that is a very strong very strong business model you're gonna have a lot more overheads if you want to scale it for sure because you've got to be able to employ people you've got to be able to have all of that space available sure there is going to be that element where it's a bit more challenging to delegate all those tasks but also manage all those tasks being actually done at a high standard whereas on the flip side if you were doing something where you had a smaller amount of products going out the door except at a higher price point you'd still potentially be making the same amount of money However, it may be more difficult to actually, for a lot of us, to convey that value. That's often the most difficult part, and that's why people steer towards the affordability aspect as well. I'm not saying that it's safe, because I think that it's a very, very good model. Like, it's extremely, extremely scalable. That's the biggest thing. You know, if something is affordable, and what it's going to offer far exceeds the monetary price on that then you don't even have to think about it you know it's simply a monetary exchange the exchange what it really is is what it can offer to you is more than your pain you know that that whatever it is like in all products and all services it's the basis of it all but recognizing how you can actually present that is a very very powerful tool it's really utilizing you've got to be very in tune with your business your product your service your target audience you've got to do your market research you've got to recognize you've got to really isolate a specific niche potentially and trial an approach test and revise very very big on that I believe it's extremely extremely vital but being able to get a test group of say it might be 10 people it might be 100 people obviously the more that you get the greater depiction it's going to be but for some it may be difficult so being able to just gauge that response is incredibly valuable and that's you know that's why there are so many large businesses even if they bring out a new product they go out and they test it what's your response what do you think what do you feel even if there's a design that's shifted they get a whole range of people and they go in and they say how does this make you feel if you go in with a product and you simply say this is x amount look it's the whole sales process for sure you go in and you kind of represent that but if you have to have a sales team associated with you just to get one product out the door may not be the greatest kind of strategy but it definitely definitely can work you know if you have got a high price point and you're going to get a return on that investment of having a team around you and investing I personally am a very strong advocate for self-learning and going through and more than anything just learning but learning the kind of techniques the strategies the pain points potentially that are associated with your product understanding what it actually is of 
your product that people truly do value and how you can effectively sell that. You know, everyone has a very negative association with salespeople. There's no doubt about that. Like, as soon as, especially in Australia, the culture is we don't want to be sold to. No one does. But there is an approach that can be a little bit softer. And I think that that approach is always going to be a lot more well-received, but a lot more valuable as well, because you can kind of build that and accumulate it over time. What we have within the whole social media realm at the current time is a lot of leverage and a huge opportunity to have social proof like we've never had it before. And that in itself is a huge, huge shift as to how we do business, how we buy products, what we do. You know, that's embedded now and ingrained within often what it is that we're buying and why we're buying it. And that's a really interesting concept to consider because we don't even consider it now. We don't even think about it. You know, it's just there. It's a part of it. If someone's looking to sell us something, we're going to often go online. We're going to go and check their social media. We're going to check everything out to see the legitimacy and their credibility. You know, we got it at our damn fingertips, of course. So frequently that happens. So if you can utilize that leverage, I'm not saying that you have to have the biggest brand or the you know greatest following, and I'm definitely, definitely not saying that you should fake it till you make it, as some would say. You know, like being authentic goes a long way. Being entirely yourself is one of the greatest, greatest points of difference that you can ever embed and implement into your business. You know? Because Sure, it becomes more of like a personal brand, a personal business, but it is extremely, extremely powerful because people are then buying into you. And it's a personal connection, it's a personality thing. People want to buy from people, you know. It's the emotional connection, but what is the greatest way of actually getting to that emotional connection? It's through communication. And the most effective communication method is always going to be in-person conversation. You know, there's nothing that matches it. So, there's kind of a balance that you need to find. And you need to recognize exactly what your business actually is and what the most effective utilization will be of your time and I guess of your resources as well. You know, it's great to have a multi-pronged approach, not just going hard in one, but going across multiple. And then that's when you can develop testimonials, you can develop, you know, that social proof, but have it actually based on a person-to-person kind of contact. And then it will spread like wildfire. You know, if you have all of the platforms fulfilled, you have a personality that's associated with the brand, people are buying into you or buying into the vision or the concept or the point of difference. You know, brand isn't just text and fonts and design, you know. Brand is what you are actually known for, what that business is known for. You know, like people say 
Sean Fox and they know sunrise and sunset and that's how I'm going to keep it you know I want it to be consistent like that yes it puts me in a very niche category but it is extremely extremely powerful when you build that traction because then you can generate something where you are at the top of the game you know if you commit yourself to that one thing wholeheartedly it's gonna pay off sure for me personally there are a few other I've got to be entirely honest and I'm trying to give a very objective perspective here however I personally have gone through and done a little bit of you know videography I've done a little bit of everything because I don't want to box myself in too much but I also understand just how powerful it can be when you do select a niche that generates an opportunity for future growth and sustainability. Man, we got some real, real nice clouds forming. Honestly, I am pretty damn keen. We got middle banks, we got high cloud banks. I don't know if I'm even going to be able to get there because it's already showing a little bit of texture and tonality throughout it, but... Anywho, value. Back to it. I kind of went off on a tangent, as I always do, on the business side of things and how to actually build that. And I guess it definitely does coincide with it. Actually, one sec. I don't know if I'm even going the right way. You know, we're good. Um, <laughs> there's an element of it which really, really is very closely related. And that's simply because of the element of social proof. That's how so many people determine the value because they look for the third party testimonial. They look for somebody else saying, this guy's done good work. They look for a credible source. They look for, you know, others in a similar position or others who they may idolize or look up to that's why there is so much within the realm of you know influences and micro influences whatever you want to call it you know that there's a good reason for utilizing that strategy and that's simply because it represents a social proof you know you build that and you build that and you have it with a lot of breadth and you've nailed it you know, you're building your brand. If you've got a strong association, something that represents you in a unique manner, a point of difference, something that people can really hold on to and associate with what it is that you're doing, you nailed it. You know, consistently then you're going to pop up if you're consistent, of course, with what it is that you're doing. And then it's just going to grow and grow from there. You know, that's one approach. That's a social media approach, but it also does have that spillover into the personal approach of where you can direct yourself and how you can actually utilize that leverage. Because it, again, it becomes the brand. You know, I have a very close mate who's done this more effectively than anybody else I know. And I really can't believe just the worldwide leverage that he now has you know 
starting from just a base within this city and then building it and building it and having that consistency but also having something where people can connect to it something that's emotionally engaging but really tangibly empowering as well empowering in regards to being unique being oneself but not trying to be somebody that they're not and I think that in its raw organic honesty offered a huge amount of leverage and a brand that is going to be very very difficult to burst we'll say you know it's it's incredible like I, I absolutely love being around him because there's so much that he has done which is just pretty revolutionary in all honesty you know the way that he did it it was just very yeah very unique and from here he can take it worldwide because he's got that social proof anything he does people are going to love you know there's not many people who get to that point and it's kind of just now like what direction do you want to take it you know man I, I respect it so much so so much it, it is a remarkable venture and to see that kind of flourish it's been awesome really really awesome it's taken a long time and a lot of commitment and a ridiculous amount of hard work not only on the business side but also on the personal side as well because it is a very personal brand and he was doing it for a very long time by himself and it's only now that he's well over the past couple of years that he's been able to actually delegate and scale a little bit further and I'm really excited to see what the future actually holds because that in itself is a representation of the capabilities of artists you know he's just you know to a lot of people he would have just been a regular artist trying to make ends meet but he had a motivation and he had a commitment and that commitment continued to push him forward and drive him toward challenges it was the organic aspect that people resonated with and now that social proof enables the value to be almost justified for a consumer you know and for a b2b space if he works with a company they already know who he's worked with and they want to be like them you know that's what they're idolizing that's the kind of you know brand identity that they really want so they're going to pay whatever is being charged because they value it so much they value their brand and the identity of that business moving forward and that is a hugely powerful place to be very very powerful you know he doesn't abuse it that's the incredible part he doesn't abuse it at all and if something doesn't align with his personal values doesn't do it he doesn't need to doesn't need the money He's well set up, well and truly set up with a great team around him that are just as almost committed as he is with their own unique quirks and their own talents and personality and bringing it all together it creates something that just 
you know, consistently will develop and grow based on that organic aspect. So, the value, there's always going to be the price point. You're always going to put a price on your work. That's, that's how it kind of happens, you know. But where is it that that price is actually coming from? Is it the cost to make? The cost to produce? Are you putting an hourly figure on your time and then saying, oh, you know, I had to get these materials and then, you know, did a little bit of tweaking, spent a little bit more time and then that's, that's kind of the price that I got. There's nothing wrong with that method, 100%. It's fantastic. But there does come a point where there may need to be a markup associated. There may need to be a little bit of extra kind of massaging of the price. Because if you're consistently doing that, where where is your growth? Like, people want to grow with others. That's kind of the funny thing. Unless you're doing just a, you know, regular commodity kind of product or something that a lot of people need and a lot of people go through and it's just a basic necessity almost or you create the necessity if you're in that kind of position then sure you don't need to do that but we're talking about artists here and when it comes to artists you need to be always developing and building you know and constantly striving to learn more implement more and develop your own personal self and the brand alongside that. The value is when people are, as I stated, when people are looking to buy something, it's the exchange. It's when someone thinks, oh, this is worth more than I'm paying. You know? So think about it in a B2B space or a consumer space. You know, you're selling an image, a print, a framed print that someone's going to have on their wall. How much do they value? Let's say that's going to stay for five years, minimum, you know. How much do they value what that offers to them? If they look at that image and they're instantly engaged and they feel something that they want within their life, If they're in the position and you've positioned yourself well enough, they're going to often pay whatever it is that you charge. And now one big thing to recognize here is that you cannot abuse your consumers. You cannot abuse those who trust you, who like you. You know, you have leverage. Do not go through and make the mistake of thinking, oh, you know, people love my work. People are going to pay whatever I'm charging. And then you just abuse it, ruin your brand, you implode, and you're done. Do not abuse it. Do not make that mistake. I am looking at a ferocious bank that is going to go into, quite possibly, a big bank of Mamata's cloud. And I am pretty damn keen. I've got 11 minutes, apparently, to get to where I want to get to. Not sure if it's going to happen, but I'm going to give it a go. Touch and go! Who knows? 
I'm still very far away. I'm going to have to shoot at quite a intense focal range, but I'm very keen. You know what? It's 20 minute detour and nothing. More than happy to do that. Very, very happy to. Plus, this is a place that my mum actually used to visit a lot, so I'd love to get a shot for her. Honestly, that'd be fantastic. Get that done up for Christmas for her. Sold! She'd probably cry. Nah, she would cry. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really excited to do that. Hopefully, oh man, that is epic. Holy Dugan. Man, that looks incredible out to the west. Just north of where the sun is setting. It's just billowing up and up. It's going to be quite an intense storm front I'm going to enter into, I'm sure. But yeah, I mean, value. <laughs> God damn. Um, it is recognising what value the product or service that you have is going to represent somebody else. Let's say that you're producing a piece. Like it's The challenging part here is the competition when you don't have that brand identity, when you don't have that confidence, when you don't have that association, you don't have the testimonials. So you build that by working with clients, say, for free while building a very strong relationship for future opportunities and understanding, all right, hey, look, I'm doing this for free because I need to get my name out there. You guys, you have a business and a brand that people trust and I need to be able to have that kind of testimonial that represents me in a high standard manner. Look, I'm doing this for free now. However, I'm sure that you guys acknowledge the value this actually depicts for your company. And look, there is that chance that now you've got one person to do that for free, you're gonna look to get somebody else. However, when it comes to it, the most important element within B2B services or working within a B2B space is having a relationship and having somebody that you can actually trust the results of. And knowing what I'm gonna provide to you, if you give me that feedback that you're happy with the results and you're happy with the service I've presented, are you able to utilize me for the future knowing that I'm going to charge you insert your price here? You know, like, it just needs to be that base foundation and a lot of people really find it very difficult to actually have the confidence to acknowledge price. Price is very difficult for a lot because it, it, for artists, you know, how do you value your work when there's so many other people doing similar stuff? There might be others who you know who are doing it cheaper than you really want to, you know, go out and represent. You think that they're doing a good, better job than you. It's like, what do you do? How do you, how do you actually position yourself like that? There's so much to consider. Well, it's it's a personal kind of thing, while also taking into consideration that whole competition aspect. You know, like, sure, there's always going to be others who are undercutting everyone else. Do you want to play that game? Do you want to be shoveling shit? Do you want to be doing the work that no one else wants to do? Or do you want to be able to get yourself into a position where you can pick and choose? You don't have to take every single job. And a lot of people actually respect it more if you decline straight up knowing what it is that you want to do, the value you hold, and what it is that you can offer. You know, knowing your specialties, knowing your expertise, or at least outlining, hey, I know that I'm capable. I've never done anything like this before. I'd love to offer you that opportunity to see what I'm capable of, get a proof of concept for me, but also provide something that is going to be valuable. 
you know, and then you trial it. And again, you gauge the response. You say, what would you say you would like to actually improve here? Because I want the honesty. I want you to go in and say, look, you know, just your punctuality, you're a little bit late, maybe even just, you know, your your presentation. It wasn't the greatest for a kind of office corporate space, you know? Like, we come up in a suit and tie and, you know, and... I, I personally, I love being able to kind of be a little bit quirky. And if you embrace your personality and you're like, look, now if you want me to be someone I'm not, maybe this isn't going to be the greatest fit. I'm more than happy to go through and wear a nice shirt, but I am who I am, you know. So, look, I appreciate the feedback. I'll do that for next time for sure, but don't expect me to change who I am and my personality to fit in with what it is that you're doing. If you really do have that kind of, you know, strong, I don't know if that's an ego thing, I'd say it probably is, but if you really have that strong identity of who you are, you know, then that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But there is also a point where you kind of have to say, all right, look, sometimes you got to do it for a job. But don't change who you are. Don't allow that to be manipulating you or moulding you to be somebody that you aren't. Because that frequently occurs and it's quite unfortunate because you've got to stay true to who you are. That's all we really have. Our personality is what makes us who we are. Our experiences, our perspective, you know. That is everything and it's extremely valuable. That's sometimes where the value actually lies, you know. It's also within your creativity, within your ideas, within your process, within, you know, doing something that's a little bit different. Within the aspect of trying something that may not be regularly done and then succeeding to a point where you have something nobody else can offer. Then, yeah, you can command X amount and people are going to charge it if they really resonate with that and they want it. You know, if you get to the point where people are coming after you have your pricing recognized where it's going to be affordable to the point for that target audience that you want to work with and always provide more value you know that that's one of the biggest things no matter what you are charging always provide more always go above and beyond you know provide the best possible service be punctual be you know ready to go at any time answer the calls be very prompt with your replies do everything and tick all the damn boxes because people will still come back to you because they know that what it is that you're offering is not just the product it's the service and it's that again relationship because relationships are bloody powerful once you develop that with a couple of businesses who knows you might be set if it's on a consistent basis you're sorted you know, if you're a photographer or a videographer, you got something where you work with a client, say, once every month, you get eight clients, you're done. 500 bucks a pop, sorted. 1K a week, 4K a month, done. It's not terrible. Sure, it's not going to be the hugest paycheck, but you can live comfortably and you can have the lifestyle that you really want. You're working bloody two days a week. It's not bad opportunities for growth but you got to keep it consistent you got to build that relationship and when that relationship is there sure you might you might make a mistake you might do something that's you know not up to scratch but 
they'll probably respect you enough to say, look, can you just fix this up a little bit? And you'll say, yes, sweet, not a worry at all. So sorry, you know, whatever. Or they'll just say, look, you made this mistake, but we know that he's capable. We've already developed that relationship. We're going to continue working with him. Relationships are the essence of future growth, development, and sustainability, realistically, when it comes to a B2B space. It's extremely, extremely valuable to acknowledge that and implement everything you can to continue developing all of the relationships you have already foundationalized and will in the future. So, yeah, that's probably where I think I'm going to leave it. Uh, it's, it's an interesting thing. Value-based pricing is... Honestly, I, I believe it's the most advantageous route to go down because you don't want to be trading your time for money. And really, it, it enables you as well to kind of test yourself and push your capabilities. And I think that in itself is when you really start to learn a little bit more. So, yeah, I appreciate your time. And I will most definitely catch you on the flip side. Farewell.